Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Zone coming to you live from the Oaklawn Racing Casino Resort Studio. Oaklawn, Arkansas's only racing casino resort. Now, here's Justin Ankry and Wes Moore on the Buzz Radio Network. 20% need his name up in life he just wants to be heard whether it's the beat of the mic he feels so unlike everybody else alone in spite of the fact that some people still think that they know but no he knows the code it's not about the salary it's all about reality and making some noise making a story making sure his click stays up that means when he puts it down talks picking it up let's go Anyway, he never really talks much Never concerned with status, but still even him starstruck Humble through opportunities, given despite the fact That many misjudge him cause he makes a living from writing rats Put it together himself, let a picture connect Never asking for someone Good practice today uh, Very detailed practice, obviously when you play a team like Duke You better be overly detailed um, So we'll see where it, where it falls Eric Musselman, there you go. Turn me up a little bit, Christian. Right in the middle. There you go. Welcome into the zone. Watch more Christian Weaver. Glad you're with us. Acree free zone for a while. Out today, the rest of the week. Out Monday. So we got a full week. Acree free. Well, he's out Monday too. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. He's he's taking the red eye back uh from Hawaii uh to uh, be there Tuesday for the Burles Award. Oh, that's Tuesday. That's Tuesday. Wow. This year has went by so fast. It has. It is. And December's Friday. Friday, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Doesn't sound right. And I am already tired of the cold weather. That doesn't bode well for me. I don't mind it. I use. I'm, it is what it is. You know, I'm like, it, it's winter. It's what happens. You know, we live in Arkansas. It gets cold and then spring comes. I'm already tired of it. I'm ready for, <laughs> I'm already ready for spring. Is the uh, is the heater in the old four runner not working too well? No, it works great. Okay. No, it, hey, four runner's running like a charm. <laughs> I took it. I took it down to Texas this weekend and uh, rolled over three hundred thirty-one thousand. Yeah. I'm at three thirty-two now, and my wife's like, "That thing you feel not okay quit. in that?" And I'm like, it's "Yeah, that thing runs like a charm. Why wouldn't I? It runs great. I don't have a problem taking it four and a half hours. It's a great car." May have a little cause, couple cosmetic issues, but it's a great car. Um, let's see here. We got Musselman. We got Duke coming up tomorrow. I'm excited about that. I am. Uh, I think they're putting. No, I know they're putting a lot of eggs in the basket. You hear Coach Musselman yesterday? Do we have that clip of uh, talking about him watching so much film? Um, yeah, C and D, pretty much. Yeah, C and D. Okay, go go with D. Go with D. Why Coach watch so much film? He said. Maybe he says it in the clip, so I'm not going to give it away. D. I guess I thought it, you know it's my responsibility because you know it's it's easy to to let the assistants do that you know when things are going well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I have to you know it's, it's my job to um, and then I you know yesterday whatever I didn't get done I got on the treadmill and had a staff member s- s- next to me on the treadmill. He had a pen and piece of paper and I had the laptop. And uh, and it went all the way, you know. Yesterday was was as long a day as 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 I've had after three games. And then we went, you know, as as a staff, most of us got right in um, on, on Sunday to to get back at the video. So the way uh, he explained it, he watched every play from the three games, broke it down, sent the players their individual plays. He felt like that this is a great learning experience and they to me are all in on this Duke game he's going to get this thing fixed uh, quicker than uh, maybe previous years but I think he also realizes how important this game is you know you missed a couple opportunities to get quality wins in the Bahamas and you don't want to you don't want to miss out on all those opportunities 
And so I think tomorrow, I know tomorrow night is going to be electric at Bud Walton Arena. It's going to be one of those special occasions, and they're going all in. They want this game. This is a great resume builder for the NCAA tournament in a couple of months in March. So this is a very important game to them and the staff. And when he said that, it, it made me realize this this is a huge opportunity, and they're not going to take it for granted. I think this is – there's only two more opportunities in the non-conference to get a real quality win. It's this in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take advantage of it. It's a shame that you know they couldn't beat Memphis or North Carolina, uh, but they are. This is where they are now. Look, in no way am I trying to put any panic out there because they're going to have multiple opportunities in the SEC. SEC is loaded this year. SEC could get eight teams in the NCAA tournament, and so you're going to have opportunity after opportunity in conference play to get quality wins. So I'm not at all suggesting this is you know that they've got to win this game. It would just be a great feather in their cap. What is your level of concern with Arkansas basketball? None. Zero. Zero? Zero. Yeah. Okay. I have all the faith in the world in this coaching staff. And they have the players. They have the talent. Um, we've, we've already seen glimpses of it. You know, I have questions. Like, where the heck was L. Yeah. Ellis? I, and I know, you know, Blocker had a lot to do with that. But, you mean, you, you can't put them both on the court at the same time? That that was a little confusing to me when you needed some scoring, and to me, LLs is not only a scorer, but he's a creator for other guys. Um, I would like to see both of them in there at the same time. I don't think it's an either or with those. Uh, but Blocker, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, L. Ellis has obviously done something to where he he lost some playing time. I don't know if it's practice. I don't know if it's some things he was not doing in a game, like playing defense, like Coach Musselman wants him to. But um, those things will get worked out. So I'm not <laughs> look. I've I'm I'm going to keep saying this. I've learned my lesson. Uh, last year there was some panic starting to set in. And I was a little worried. I was like, well, maybe he can't do it with freshmen. You know, this is going to be a different year. And with the injuries, I was like, you know, maybe they're not going to be able to do it. Well, they did it. So I am not going to panic at any point. This, uh, this stretch of losses usually happens around January, end of December, January. Mm-hmm. But now it's happening in November. So hopefully he gets it out of the way here yeah. and we don't have to deal with this later. Yeah, that's a, that's a theory. Uh, another theory is, look, they've just played some really good teams. There's no shame into losing to Memphis and North Carolina. Yeah. You want to win, but it's not like you just lost to a couple of more UNC-Greensboro games. Yeah, I think I said it. I may have said it on the show last week. Memphis is, like, old. Like, really old. Yes. They're older than some NBA teams. Yeah. They had a bunch of 23-year-olds in yeah. the starting lineup. And North Carolina's North Carolina. So I'm not no I'm there's zero panic in me. Uh, let's take some phone calls. Oh, while he's Christian setting all this up, let me tell you what we got. Clint Cock will join us at 10:30. Natural State Football Report. Arkansas, Arkansas State. Uh, we'll f- talk about Harding um, and then high school football. And then the high school football talk continues with Brad Bolding at the top of the next hour. Head coach of the Parkview Patriots, looking for their second straight state title. We also have Pat Bradley at 11.30, so we'll hit more Razorback basketball talk with him. Eli Craner will join us at 11.45, so a packed show, birthdays, entertainment in that last hour, and plenty of times for you to join us, and right now is one of those times. So we're going to start it out with Brad and Cersei. Brad, welcome into the zone. Uh, yeah, actually, I was going to talk Harding football myself. Um, that game was nuts last nuts. week. Absolutely nuts. And the defense the defense showed up when they needed to on that uh goal line stand. That was that was really the difference in the game. But uh actually the difference in the game was the announcer because uh when they played Arkansas Tech, he said, Oh well the field goal kicker for Harding hadn't missed an extra point all year and he missed it. Mm. And he said the exact same thing with the central uh central Missouri guy and they blocked it. Brad, you don't believe in announcer jinxes? No, yeah, well, I was I did a little kicking when I was uh, when I got my ankle rolled up on it. Yeah, <laughs> you don't say anything about any stat or any kicker ever, especially <laughs> when he's going out on the field. Uh, no, but the fact is that uh, they had this graphic out, and I'm sure y'all probably seen it. It's got the best team in each state, right? Yeah, yeah, Texas I've seen this it. Texas. You see what Arkansas is? Third? It's Harding. Yeah. It's the thundering herd. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
We're going to try to sell it out this weekend. Tickets and went on sale 15 minutes ago. Yeah, if they if they win again, I, from what I understand, they're going to uh, have another home game. Oh, that would be awesome. I have not heard that yet. And, and these, these guys last weekend were no slouches, man. That, no. That quarterback was up for uh, Offensive Player of the Year. So... No, those and, those dudes uh, last week made Henderson State look like a bad team, and we know yeah. Henderson State's not a yeah. bad team. No, they they actually gave Harding some competition this year, and that's a good thing. Um, but man, these kids they they are just so humble, and you know they don't they don't really care about uh, the score; they just want to win, and they they literally are, are like I said so humble about actually winning, no cockiness or anything like that. And that's no NIL, no transfer portal. Man, I love it. <laughs> Those cool stuff there. Brad, thank you yeah. for the call. Yeah, hey, we, man, if, if y'all, if they win next this weekend, y'all need to come out next weekend, I'm telling you. No doubt. It's, it's, I, it's the hardest ticket to find in Thursday, that's for sure. Have a great day, Brad. Y'all, have a good, y'all, y'all too, brother. Yep. Take care. Those tickets just went on sale 15 minutes ago. So I think it's hardingtickets.com, something like that. Uh, I'm sure you can go to the school's website and find that. But uh, I ran a little story last night on Fox 16 that uh, said tickets would go on sale this morning. Uh, and we had Coach Simmons on yesterday, and he, he talked about that goal line stand, and he felt like that was a big part of the reason why you know, they didn't go for two there because they had that, uh, what do you say, five, seven plays inside the 10-yard line that they held them and kept them from scoring a touchdown, and he felt like that's why they didn't go for two in the win right there and decided to kick the extra point, and then it was blocked. Let's go to Savage. Savage, welcome into the zone. What's going on, fellas? Doing all right? Good. What's up? Hey, doing good. You know, even though Mark was going off in that last game, you know, but the combination – you didn't see battles at the end of the game. Uh, he was out for a, a big stretch. Now, I know Landon's playing, man, he's playing out of this world. But I'm with you on Ellis, but, you know, Wes, this is a good problem to have. <laughs> I mean, you don't, you've got five guards, and you're trying to find out what works. And it's, how do you get them all on the court? You don't. But Blocker's done took, he's taking minutes from somebody, and he took them from Mel Ellis. Yeah. So, battles and score. He's supposed to, he was supposed to be with Mark, you know, that's the score to be able to both of them have. So there's there's your question right there. I mean, Ellis came in, he jacked up, you know, he, I don't know if he's a rhythm shooter or he just the drive, and I don't know what it is, but I think Blocker took all his minutes. And I'm, nobody's going to panic. Look at Tennessee. They lost two games. You know, there's some really good teams in these tournaments. Uh, everything will work itself out. Go have a good one. Yeah, no doubt, Savage. It, it is a great problem to have if these guys who are losing minutes take it the right way if it inspires them to work harder, if it inspires them to do what Coach is wanting them to do. Now, it's a bad problem if they start pouting and become a cancer over there on the on the bench. And uh, But you know what? I think Musk knows how to deal with that, too. He's He's been in the NBA, the G League, and had to deal with people pouting and upset with their moment and minutes. Um, I think he'll get through to the team. But uh, I think competition is the best thing when you're having to fight for your minutes every day in practice. And this is going to make everybody better. What is your main concern with this team? Main concern? I I want to get Brazil going, honestly. I I had higher expectations for him. Look, I know he's coming over, you know, trying to get over the injury. And uh, I think he's just too talented to have... uh, Be a non-factor. Yeah. There were times where... Well, he had zero points. You just can't you can't do that. No, no. You 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 got to get an offensive rebound and a putback at some point, right? Yeah. You know, even if you're not a focal point in the offense for that game. I mean, look, I wasn't a focal point in my offense, but I knew how to get an offensive rebound and a stick back. That was an easy way to contribute on offense. Mm-hmm. If you want to score, everybody wants to score. Go get an offensive rebound and put it back in. That's an e- that's the easiest thing to do. Get out and transition. Run. Get you a layup. Uh, but for, for zero points, this is a guy who should be averaging a double-double. Yep. He should get a double-double every night unless he's in foul trouble. He's just too talented. So I got I, I want to get him going. That's maybe, that's maybe the biggest concern for me. That and spacing still. But but spacing, we've, we've worked through that every single year, so I'm not as concerned. Yeah, just the offense, period. You know, watching it at times, it's it's a, there are too many talented offensive players on this team for the offense to look as stagnant as it does at times. Well, we come into the year every year, and it seems like, oh, this is the team that has the shooting. 
It's like we're not going to have that issue again. Right. And we have that issue again, which is odd. Because I do feel like there are shooters on this team. I do, too. I think Coach Conk is calling in. Um, question of the day, though. What is your level of concern with Arkansas basketball? Very concerned, somewhat concerned, not concerned at all. So far, somewhat concerned. Is it 44, 45% not concerned at all? Is it 42%? Okay. I like that. Good question. Go uh, knock it out on Twitter. I'll uh, retweet that. It's on the Buzz account. Christian's got that taken care of. We'll take the break early since Coach Conk's already calling in with a natural stick because we have a lot to get to. And of course, the big news yesterday. We haven't hit on it yet. Paul entered the transfer portal yesterday afternoon. Uh, hated to see it. I think uh, Paul can be an all-SEC linebacker. Didn't have a great sophomore year, but it was good. It was solid. He was dealing with injuries. Um, but I get it. I understand it. I'm going to try to help you guys understand it. Click Cox coming up next. You're in the zone. One zero three seven. The Buzz is your home for Arkansas Razorback basketball. Coverage is brought to you by Crane Hyundai of Conway, Blackman Auctions, Bell Chevrolet, and Arkansas Scholarship Lottery. This is Sports Center. No college or pro football tonight for the first time in over 40 plus days, which means college basketball can now take center stage. The new ACC SEC Challenge kicks off this evening with a series of games highlighted by some top matchups. There are six games this evening highlighted by a 6:30 matchup between number eight Miami and number 12 Kentucky at Rupp Arena in Lexington. Also, Mississippi State takes on Georgia Tech. Notre Dame takes on South Carolina. Syracuse hosts. LSU, Missouri will travel to Pittsburgh to take on the Panthers. NC State and Ole Miss will meet in Mississippi. And Clemson and Alabama Basketball Edition rounds out the slate. I'm Josh Neighbors for the Buzz Radio Network. Brandon Moving and Storage has served Central Arkansas since 1965 and continues to provide professional service, local reliability, and community investment. We provide residential and commercial moves, local, national, and international service, commercial warehousing and distribution, unpacking services, and custom packing and crating. Let Central Arkansas's trusted Beacons agent help you with your next move. Brandon Moving and Storage. You make a move, we make it easy. It's the sale you've been waiting for all year long. Black Friday at Big O Tires. Up to $140 instant savings on select sets of Michelin tires. Buy three, get one free on Cooper and Sumitomo tires. Instant savings and rebates on almost every tire we stock. Get ready for cold weather with huge savings on service too. Plus, 0% interest when you use your Big O credit card, which will leave a little something in Santa's pocket this Christmas. Is your oak lawn a roaring crowd and thundering thoroughbreds? Or is it betting long shots over cold beer and corned beef? For all the reasons we love it, live racing is back at Oaklawn starting December 8th. Champion thoroughbreds, more race days, and the largest purses in the track's history. Join us for opening day, December 8th. Make your reservations now at oaklawn.com. What's your Oaklawn? Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. This is David Dunn with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Did you know that in addition to being your home for heavy-duty diesel repair, we are also medium-duty specialists? Ford, Chevy, Dodge, service trucks to delivery vehicles, suspensions and after-treatment systems to engine repair. Don't pay high dealership prices with long wait times. Let Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer keep your heavy and medium-duty vehicles on the road doing their job. Take Exit 7 on I-440, 501-568-2185. Quaddy Chevrolet has consistently been at the top when it comes to new Chevy sales in their zone. Justin Acre for my friends up in Jacksonville. And you know the Guadney Chevrolet surpasses all the dealers from Northeast Arkansas all the way to Mississippi. And that success in new car sales has resulted in an overstock of trade-in used vehicles. So you need to get out there and take advantage of the liquidation sale they've got on used cars right now. It beats anything in the market. And to make it happen, they've partnered with Capital One to get everyone approved for the biggest discounts of the year. Every major manufacturer is represented, and they're all good enough for mom. That is the Guatney Chevrolet seal of approval. You know that. People you can trust, people you've worked with for a long time, and since 1957, the 
leader around these parts when it comes to car deals. Used tracks also being offered as low as $299 a month. They've got used sparks as low as $299 a month. And you can get a used Rogue as low as $174 a month. That is just the tip of the iceberg. New, pre-owned, doesn't matter. You're going to get treated right. Go see our friends at Guadney Chevrolet. It's in Jacksonville on the Gregory Street exit and online at GuadneyChevrolet.com. You're listening to The Zone with Justin Acre and Westmore in the Oakland Racing Casino Resort Studio on the Buzz Radio Network. It's time for the Natural State Football Report with Clint Conk. Taking a closer look at football across the great state of Arkansas with the winningest coach in UCA history. The Natural State Football Report is brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. For the past decade, they've been providing crop dusting services to the farmers of Southeast Arkansas, and they can help you too. Now, let's toss around the pigskin in the zone with Justin, Wes, and the coach. The coach, Clint Conk, joins us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Coach, how are you? Doing well. Down here visiting uh, with some friends of ours from uh, Clarendon, Arkansas. So I'm mm. down in the Delta country today. Nice. Sorry I couldn't be in studio. No, it's okay. I'm, uh, it's better than not having you. So uh, I appreciate, I appreciate the phone call. Uh, yeah. Where to start? Where to start? Uh, let's go. Uh, let's start with the offensive coordinator. Uh, you gave us a name last week, and uh, I, you know what? I was intrigued, and I even did some uh, research and started looking up some of the Georgia Tech offensive numbers and finding out about Buster Faulkner. And, and I see yesterday a, a guy that um, he's on Arkansas. Oh, he's on Twitter, and I, I've, I know enough of, about his tweets to realize he's been right a lot and has some he has some good sources and it's uh uh hog, hog anonymous on twitter uh but he's uh had some some good stuff and so anyway he said yesterday that faulkner has uh said he's not interested or let it be known he's not interested in the oc position so i i gotta admit coach i was a little disappointed i thought maybe this would be a good guy for arkansas well, Buster Faulkner is an outstanding football coach, uh, as I mentioned last week. And, of course, not a lot of people know that name. Uh, he did spend some time at, uh, on my staff at Central Arkansas in a short period of time at Arkansas State. But, uh, but Buster's an excellent football coach, uh, very innovative, did a wonderful job uh, on Kirby Smart's staff as a off-the-field analyst for three years, got him a couple national championship rings. And then, of course, uh, what we discussed and what you're mentioning is that he turned around Georgia Tech's offensive football team this year. So, um, just the connections to Sam, and I have not, I have not talked to, to Buster. Uh, I will here in the next, you know, few days. But um, he's going to have a lot of options, and uh, I don't know if Arkansas took a swing and a miss, or Buster's just not interested. Um, I do think that he will probably be in play for the head coaching position at Middle Tennessee State. Hmm. Uh, he spent. Uh, uh, several years there uh, as the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator at Middle Tennessee, and that job just recently came open. So I would suspect that he'll have, some, you know, he'll be in play for that job. But he's done a wonderful job there in Atlanta, Georgia Tech, and uh, it would it would have been a great get for Arkansas had had you know it worked out with Buster. But he did a wonderful job on my staff, and success has pretty much followed him offensively every place he's been. Coach, I've seen enough of these searches, and, and it tells me sometimes when guys start saying they're not interested in this job or they're pulling out of uh, you know consideration, it means Arkansas has their guy, and you know it's not not saving face, but it's it's just a way of getting out, and you you, you know this wasn't the job for you. Do you feel like right. maybe that is this a sign that uh, that Pittman's close to announcing that maybe they do have someone? You just don't know. Um, I, I will tell you this, and, and, and we talked about this last week. I'm not sure that it needs to be somebody with head coaching experience, although that would be a bonus, and we talked about the reasons why. You know, Barry Odom was a sounding board as a former head coach at Missouri. He was a sounding board for a uh, first-time head coach in Sam Pittman, and uh, he doesn't have that on staff now. With that being said, though, uh, I think the most important thing is getting a successful offensive coordinator that's innovative, that's going to be able to relate to the players uh, and, and, and be creative on that side of the football. Um, 
I do think, though, it's going to take a good, given the circumstances in Arkansas right now, Wes, it's going to take a good bit of money and probably a multi-year deal guaranteed, uh, you know, to, to, to get a successful coordinator to come to Fayetteville, given the um, situation and the, you know, the, the way this season played out. And, um, you know, let's be honest, Coach Pittman's got one year to turn it around. And uh, not that it can be done, but it's going to be difficult. And somebody that would leave a secure position to come to Arkansas is going to need that type of security for he and his family. And so I'm sorry it didn't work out for Buster. Uh, maybe he does have his guy. It's hard to say. Uh, but I do think it'll take a multi-year deal and a, and a and a boatload of money to get a successful sitting coordinator from uh, college football right now. Yesterday afternoon, we had uh, the news breaking on uh, Twitter. Chris Poupaul, the linebacker, was going to enter the transfer portal. I, I've been told by two different uh, sources that uh, it's it's nothing about against Pittman it's it's basically we got a salary cap at Arkansas and uh, as a head coach now and it kind of blows my mind you have these exit interviews or end of the year interviews and you talk to a player and you're offering him a salary basically for next year here's what we got for you and I was told by uh, one source that uh, Chris Poupaul has more than double out there in offers uh, from what he could get at Arkansas. And so that was one of the reasons, if not the reason, that he's decided to leave, that he can make double the money somewhere else. I'm curious, how does this work, Coach? How are these <laughs> kids finding out, who do, who do the other schools contact to let the kid know that you have this offer and you have this money? How, that how blows that my mind. Well, I think they're going through a third party. Uh, it could be the parents. Or, uh, more than likely, it's probably the high school coach or the junior college coach. And uh, they're they're relaying that information to the student athlete, saying, "Hey, X Y Z University uh, really needs an outside linebacker of your skill set, and they're willing to pay X number of dollars if you're interested uh, in leaving Arkansas." And uh, and that to me, from what I understand, that that's how it's working. And I don't think there's in too many cases direct contact until the player gets in the portal. I think prior to them entering the portal, it's going through third parties, parents, high school, junior college coaches, things like that. And then that information is relayed to the players. And Lane Kiffin said it best, Wes. Starting Friday, it is going to be, and it's already started, but it's going to be the wild, wild west. And until the NCAA or Congress or somebody steps in, and put some guardrails. Uh, they're trying to do that with the portal as far as restricting the time. I, I still think it's a little too generous, um, but also put guardrails on, you know, each school you can have, you know, $15 million or $10 million or, you know, your collective can raise this much money, but everybody has got to live by that same. That's what the NFL does. You know, you know, for the NBA, I think everybody has a salary cap, but college football right now has really become the wild, wild west. And so the Texas A&M's, the Texas's, you know, the programs at the top of the food chain that have the most support, and the most money, those are the guys that are going to win the bidding wars. And uh, it reminds me when I was coaching Division Two football. I mean, you may offer a guy a half scholarship, and the next school offers him three quarters, and you come back with a full and then you come back with a full plus books. And, I mean, uh, these kids are going to get the most that they can get. I mean, they're young once, they're healthy. You never know what the future holds. But I think they're going through third parties, uh, particularly the high school and junior college coaches. And it's become a bidding war, and it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there's a chance that Arkansas is going to lose some, some more good football players. Yeah, in the last couple of minutes, probably the last 15 minutes, Jordan Crook, another linebacker, has entered the transfer portal. So... Uh, yeah. he, he was a backup and, and uh, played at times. He filled in for, you know, when guys had injuries and on special teams, but uh, it's another. Well, and in his situation, it may be the portal may be a good thing for him in the fact that he may get a chance to go someplace uh, for more playing time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for guys like Paul that were starters and other high-profile players across the country, you wonder why is he leaving, you know, Pitt to go to USC or why is he leaving Georgia to go to, wherever it's either because of playing time or they're getting more money and uh maybe in this young man's case it's an opportunity to go someplace and and maybe start so it's the wild west man and 
yeah, you know, whether you like Lane Kiffin or not or agree with him or not, uh, I think he's spot on here. There's got to be some guardrails put on the uh, NIL money. I've uh, kind of put the Missouri game to rest already. Is there anything that you wanted to uh, – I know how uh, meticulous you are and the notes that you take. Was there anything you wanted to uh, get off your chest from that game Friday? Well, you can't – well, first of all, you lose arguably your best player on offense at this point, and that's uh, Jefferson. And uh, and then you bring in – so there's two things there. You can't win football games. I don't care what level you're on. Turn the ball over four or five times, and that's what Arkansas did. And then I think it's hard to evaluate uh, the backup quarterback situation uh, because of the, the the issues we've had with the offensive line at times. You know, we look, you know, proficient, but at other times, you know, look like a, a young player trying to, you know, navigate his way in an SEC football game. So, um, just not good, Wes. It's just not good football. And it's really shocking and surprising how poorly they played at home. Well, that happened to me one year, uh, many years ago. We didn't play well at home. And so I had to go back during the offseason. You talk about exit interviews and those kind of things and evaluate what we're doing with our players from Thursday to Saturday. And uh, uh, and then eventually we made a few subtle changes, and, and, and we got to playing better at home. But it's really shocking to me how poorly they played at home this year. And, uh, and then, again, the other thing from that game is you can't turn it over four times against a really good team. And um, mm-hmm. and then the other thing too, I was surprised how easily Missouri ran the ball. Um, I mean, they've got you know a great running back, but you know I was surprised that they're going to run the outside zone and they're going to run it to the left a lot, mm-hmm. and they couldn't stop it. And uh, that kind of shocked me too. I was very impressed with their offensive line, I, and I know they were up for the Joe Moore Award, but uh, they had they did a great job of blocking it up. West player development. I mean, they got a true freshman. I think starting up there. Hmm. I mean, just they weren't like massive dudes, but I mean, great footwork, great hips, great leverage. They played through the echo of the whistle. They finished blocks. Uh, Arkansas looked like Velcro at times. Couldn't get on blocks. The edge was getting, you know, condensed and, and hooked. And uh, again, just they're going to run the outside zone. They're going to run it to the left, and they couldn't stop it. And that running back. Was uh, whatever accolades he gets, he deserves it because that's a hard nosed dude that can, you know, runs physical and he's got speed. So, uh, yeah, a forgettable game uh, on Friday after Thanksgiving. I, I think I did the math yesterday. You got scored 103 to like 31 at home. At home? Mm. Against SEC opponents. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, I would think one of the things that they'll probably do at some point is evaluate what they're doing with the players. Uh, from a focus standpoint, you know, uh, I always like to keep our players engaged pretty late into Friday night, whatever that looked like, whether it be a, a later team dinner, a movie, uh, certainly, you know, where they had let, I'm not trying to run it like a prison, but where they had less uh, free time. Free time, yeah. Some programs make you give up your, your cell phone, you know, <laughs> I mean, that sounds pretty rough, but. Um, uh, there's some programs that, you know, you drop your cell phone off on Friday and uh, we'll give it to you after the game. But I don't know what it is, but it's really surprising to me uh, that they played as poorly as they did at home. Did you take them to the theater or did you just watch a movie like in the facilities? We've done both. We've done both. Take them, you know, get the buses, take them to a theater, watch a movie, or we bring in a movie and, you know, have popcorn, Snickers bars, and, you know, cold drinks and things like that. I mean, we've. We tried a lot of different things because, uh, and you know, there were times that when we could do it, we take them to hotels and kind of lock them up that way. But uh, which is what Arkansas does. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, I'm sure they've got to evaluate that because there's there's something internally um, where those kids aren't coming out very focused, uh, ready to play, and and you know you, you lose the home field advantage that way pretty quick. Clint Conquith, this is the Natural State Football Report brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. Let's talk about Arkansas State. Uh, I was hoping they'd finish the season with another win going to UMass, uh, but uh, they'll finish the year 6-6 six and six and wait for a bowl destination. Yeah, you know, um, I'm sure they're disappointed. They made a, a late push. I think Marshall, it was 28-21, something like that. Uh, they got within one score late in the game. Didn't play as well as they'd like to early. 
got behind 21 nothing, and then, you know, played catch-up from there. But ultra-successful season in my book. Uh, go from three wins to six wins, bowl eligibility. Hey, how about the Sun Belt Conference, West? Yeah. 12 out of 14 schools are bowl eligible and will be playing in a bowl game. And Arkansas State uh, is part of that uh, part of that equation. So congratulations to Coach Jones and his staff and the players. Again, I go back to the, the move to the freshman quarterback, uh, Rayner, and uh, he did a phenomenal job with that team. He's only going to get better. And then those two, you know, Arkansas products uh, uh, did a great job running the football this year. So uh, I know they're disappointed the way the end of the year. But here's the big thing. The most important thing from this is not the actual bowl game. Yes, they're going to want to win that and they'll prepare. It's the extra practices, Wes, that they'll have between now and, and their bowl game for player development, fundamentals, uh, extra strength training, you know, those kind of things. And so uh, just a overall very successful year, really happy for the group up at Jonesboro. Coach, we have a college football game in the state this weekend, and it's up in Searcy. Harding will uh, host a quarterfinal game, a chance to move on, and uh, all right, I guess it's yeah, quarterfinal game. Um, yep. What? First of all, how have you ever won a game on a blocked extra point? Uh, no, but we did block an extra point to send the game into a second overtime. Uh, or blocked a field goal, I should mm-hmm. say, uh, to send the game into uh, a double overtime that we ended up winning. Uh, but I have never won a game with a block <laughs> extra point, and wow, and, uh, that that is a great win for them. That gives great credibility for Harding moving forward in the future. It also gives great credibility for the Great American Conference that Harding, you know, has been able to advance now to the quarterfinal round. Um, They've been few and far between over the years, as good as Washita and Henderson and Harding have been. A lot of them get knocked out in the first, maybe second round. So uh, this is a, a great get. They get Grand Valley State, uh, a perennial Division II team. Um, by the way, Brian Kelly uh, started his career at Grand Valley State as Division II head coach and went to Cincinnati and then Notre Dame and now LSU. So this program has been really, really good for – 20, 25 years, and uh, ought to be a heck of a game. Uh, I saw the crowd, man. It was a great crowd in Cersei last week, so I anticipate another uh, exciting game, and hopefully they can advance now to the semifinals. Great season that Coach Simmons has had. What do you like most about that team? Because their offensive numbers are outstanding, and their defensive numbers are outstanding. Yeah, I, I, you know, we talk about line of scrimmage leagues to be able to run the football and defend the run. I mean, they're averaging like 400 yards a game rushing. Am I right on that? I mean, yeah, over. It's, it's ridiculous. So they can run the football, run game travels, and then they're playing great defense, great scoring defense, and they're defending the run. And they kind of got into a little bit of a shootout with Central Missouri, very offensive-minded uh, football team. But uh, hey, they made the one play when they had to make it, and now they advance. But I really like the ruggedness and the toughness. And that's what Harding's been for since I've known about the program. Always been a very physical, hard-nosed, tough football program. And Coach Simmons' squad this year is no different. Coach, let's take a break. And uh, when we come back, uh, talk a little high school football because we've got five state championship games this weekend. We've got four semifinal games Friday night. It is a fun time for high school football fans. You bet. Clint Conk with us. More with him next. You're in the zone. I'm talking about Elliot's Mexican Grill. Take exit 108 from either direction for award-winning Mexican food made fresh every day. The key special, a Mexican abachi dish with fresh steak, chicken, or shrimp. Tuesdays are Taco Tuesdays, and they're only $1.99 at Elia's. And now they're serving homemade tortillas. Fresh pies for dessert along with soft-serve ice cream. Elia's Mexican Grill award-winning Mexican food with daily lunch specials Monday through Friday, 11 to 2. You take exit 108 to Elia's Mexican Grill in Moralton. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 
Hi, I can help whoever's next. Cooper's overnight shipping company has to deliver the goods. Ship these gifts to your grandkids. They need a logistics manager to keep the wheels turning. 126 packages going to Toronto, Tuscaloosa, Montreal, and Minneapolis. Oh boy. Indeed can help them hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Watney Chevrolet has consistently been at the top when it comes to new Chevrolet sales in their zone, surpassing dealers from Northeast Arkansas to Mississippi. And that success in new car sales has resulted in an overstock of trade-in used vehicles. Since these cars have to go before the end of the year, Watney Chevrolet is hosting a used car liquidation sale that beats anything in the market. And to make it happen, they've partnered with Capital One to get everyone approved for the biggest discounts of the year. Every major manufacturer is represented, and they're all good enough for mom. Used tracks as low as $2.99 per month. Sparks as low as $2.79 per month. How about a car payment under $200? Get in a Rogue as low as $174 a month. It's Guatney Chevrolet's used car liquidation sale. 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. GuatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. Stock numbers 24831A. P9526-25105A. Do you need rainwater Holton Sexton? Anywhere in the state, dial 8-888-8888. It really is just that easy. If you've been injured and need help, it doesn't matter where in Arkansas you are. Just dial 8-888-8888. We'll come to you. I'm Mike Rainwater of Rainwater Holton Sexton. We have been thankfully serving our Kansans for years, and we appreciate the trust you've put in us. We work hard for you, Arkansas, each and every day. Anywhere in the state... Dial 8. You're listening to the dumbest radio show in America. Hey, Shots, it's actually after 10 a.m. now. My apologies. You're listening to the smartest radio show in America. The Zone with Justin Acree and Westmore is back. And so is Clint Cock. Natural State Football Report. Brought to you by Farm Brothers Flying Service. Coach, let's talk some high school football. I got to give yeah. you props. You, you you told us uh, Fayetteville a couple weeks ago would win the seven A championship, and they uh, held off Conway. And we've got an all seven A West finals with Bentonville and Fayetteville. Yeah, it's going to be a great game. Obviously, disappointed a Central Arkansas team didn't sneak in there from somebody, but uh, you know, arguably the two best teams. You know, uh, throw Conway in there. Two of the, the three best teams in the state probably are, are playing for the championship. You know, I think Fayetteville beat Bentonville early in the year. Mm-hmm. Bentonville's playing really good football. It's hard to beat a really good team twice in the same year. I expect that to be a shootout. Uh, I mean, obviously I'm going to pick Fayetteville because I picked them early, but uh, uh, ought to be a great game on Saturday between those two programs, you oh. know, historic programs. You know, I don't know how many state championships between them they have in the 2000s, but uh, – you know, Daryl Patton had a great run. Uh, uh, Lunny had a great run up at Bentonville. So, uh, two great historic mm-hmm. programs. I'm sure they'll empty Northwest Arkansas. It'll be a, a big show here uh, here in Little Rock on Saturday. I was very impressed with Bentonville, what they did in the second half against Bryant. To, to be able to pull away, uh, you know, it was back and forth in the first half. And the second half, they just took control of that game on the road against the five-time defending champs and, and put them away. I mean that. Yeah, to do and like you said, to do that on the road in Bryant, that is an extremely difficult place to play with a lot of history. So, uh, like I said, it's hard to beat a good team twice in the same season. Uh, I'm, I'm pulling for Fayetteville because I picked them, but uh, it ought to be an explosive football game. And six a uh, one of the. I mean, it was just a fantastic game. Uh, I watched the second half of Little Rock Christian Academy in Benton. Uh, came down to the last drive, and Bitten had the ball down seven, and uh, they had a big play. They um, get that chunk play that they needed. It looked like they were going to be in position to uh, score a touchdown and either and get an extra point to send it to overtime, or maybe go for two and and to win the game. But uh, give uh, Little Rock Christian Academy the uh, credit because they uh, came from behind, knocked the ball loose from the receiver, and recovered the fumble, and they were able to get a first down and win the game. And now they get Greenwood a rematch. Uh, from earlier this season in the 6A finals? Well, it's at a neutral site, uh, and actually probably more favoring Little Rock Christian. So, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of picked Benton, I believe, in the 6A. But, you know, Little Rock Christian championship teams find a way to make plays, and, you know, big-time moments, and, and they made those plays. Greenwood has been consistent throughout the year. Again, ought to be another heck of a football game. Uh, obviously, we're pulling for the, the Central Arkansas team, but, you know, uh, Greenwood, you know, that young quarterback, and, uh, again, it, it ought to be another high-scoring, I think, high-scoring football game, and uh, uh, the fans will – you stay for both of those games, and you're going to get your money's worth, I believe. No doubt. Think about the quarterback play in this game, Coach, with Walker White going to Auburn, and then yep. Kane Archer already has you know an offer from Arkansas and looked upon as one of the best young quarterbacks in the country. That That's a great quarterback play you get to see in that game. That's worth the, the price of admission right there. Yeah, two, two SEC-caliber quarterbacks, no question about it. One that will be going here shortly to Auburn, and the other one has SEC offers, another major college offer. So, uh, again, uh, two great programs, two great football teams, and you know Greenwood uh, is here just about every year it seems like. So, uh, ought to be a great game. I think there'll be a lot of offense. I think this is a, a platform for both quarterbacks to really show out. And uh, again, that would be the, the worth the price of admission, no question about it. In five A, we have a rematch from last year. It's Shiloh Christian and Parkview. Uh, Shiloh had a big second half comeback in in Pine Bluff to win that game. And after the game, we uh, we talked to Bo Williams, their uh, stud running back, and he said, "Man, this is what we wanted. We wanted to get another shot at Parkview. Uh, they lost by ten in the state championship game last year, and it's you know it's, it's been something that they've been uh, wanting to to get a little revenge all year, and now they get that chance. I think this is going to be a fun game. Yeah, it's going to be a fun game. I mean, both programs. I mean, Bowling has his team playing well again, and you know both programs are used to being in the state championship game. I mean, Shiloh Christian has great pedigree. Parkview recently, uh, with the emergence uh, of the program under under Coach Bowling, and and uh, uh, again, I mean, both programs are accustomed to be on this stage, and uh, again, worth the price of admissions. I think you got the two best teams. I was shocked that they went down to, to Pine Bluff and pulled away like they did, but that just goes to show you the the mental toughness of that football team and, and how good they are. They're very disciplined. You know, I think they went to Pine Bluff and they went to Valley View and mm-hmm. one on the road. So it's a battle-tested Shiloh team. And so I expect that to be a great game. I picked Parkview, but um, I'm hoping that the local, you know, home, hometown product wins. But, again, two programs that are accustomed to being there on that platform uh, ought to be a heck of a game. And Brad Bolding will join us here in about 15 minutes uh, to talk about uh, Parkview and their matchup with Shiloh Christians. Uh, in 2A, we got EPC and Bigelow. And Bigelow, quite a story, Coach. They, they got some young young kids on that team that they're used to winning championships and playing for championships. Yeah, and, and EPC has had a great year as well. Uh, again, I'm going to consider Bigelow a Central Arkansas team. I mean, just south of Conway there. But, uh, uh, again, probably the, the two best teams playing the best anyway uh, are playing in this matchup. So uh, uh, Hazen was knocked off earlier, and uh, you know, they won't get to defend. But uh, another great game with EPC and, and, and Bigelow. And, um, I'm hopeful, hopeful that the, the Central Arkansas team, again, will come out on top. Yeah, I was just thinking about it. Bryant's out. PA's out. You got Parkview with the chance to repeat. Uh, Malvern's yeah. out, so uh, they won't repeat. Uh, we were just talking eight, last Charleston week. There was out. like, what, 10 or 11 Central Arkansas teams that had a chance to get there. No. Nah. Uh, I was just talking about teams that have a chance to repeat, and I guess it's Parkview. They're the only ones left. Yeah. Huh. That's right. Yeah, Little Rock Parkview. We got uh, four semifinal games Friday night. In 4A, it's Harding Academy and Elkins. I got to watch Elkins last week at CAC. They are impressive, and Harding Academy is very impressive, too. That That's going to be a shootout right there. That may be the preview to the state championship game there, or the state champion. Um, <laughs> that would be a lot of offense. Elkins is averaging probably 40, 50 points a game. Harding Academy right up there with them. Uh, again, Harding Academy has the championship pedigree. Uh, they are on the road at Elkins. Um, I picked Elkins to win the state championship, but uh, I think the winner of that game has a really good – I mean, I, I'd probably make them the favorite to win the state championship. And on the other side, Warren has to go to Rivercrest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rivercrest has been a little bit of a surprise for me. Warren is not. Uh, uh, you know, Bo has a great team down there at Warren, but uh, – uh, I tell you, if I had to buy a ticket between the two, I'd be I'd be in Elkins to watch Harding Academy and Elkins play because 
Uh, I think that both of the teams in the bottom bracket there, Warren and Rivercrest, have a hard time keeping up with either Harding Academy or Elkins. In 3A, Glen Rose rolls over Junction City. Now this week, though, they got a tough one going to Boonville, and Boonville's been number one in a lot of polls pretty much all year in 3A. Yeah, and a very physical Boonville team, big, strong. Uh, Glen Rose does have some athletic components to it. Boonville's just going to be a very physical, grinded uh, type of uh, you know attack. Uh, ought to be a, a little bit, because I think Glen Rose throws it around quite a bit, so I think it's going to be a contrast of two different playing styles. But going to Boonville is never easy. And then the other semifinals, Prescott and Mansfield. Mansfield goes out on the road and wins again. Uh, it shows you how impressive that uh, Conference 1 and 3A was. They've got Boonville and Mansfield still in it. And then you had Charleston that was the 2C that got knocked out. But that that was a tough conference, and it shows, you, or shows me that uh, that conference got them ready for the playoff push. No question about it. And, but I'm proud to see Prescott kind of advancing. You know, it's been a number of years since they've been – uh, and they may have made it to the semifinals last year. I can't remember. But it's good to see them back on that stage again. There's some wonderful athletes uh, in that part of the state with Nashville and so forth. But, uh, uh, again, I think the Glen rose Boonville winner would probably you know, be the favorite to win the state championship. Although Mansfield's having one of those magical seasons, you know. So, uh, all good football. Hey, we're down now to where every play matters. Every play, you know. And so... Even got the uh, eight man, you know, championship this week too, Spring Hill and Rector. So, um, you know, it, it comes down matter of inches, turnovers, first downs, uh, who can make the big play in the crucial moments. And so, uh, somebody, I guess, five teams will be walk, uh, three teams will be walking away with a state championship uh, here. This how many? How many this weekend? Five West. Five. Yeah, we got Thursday, yeah, two teams. Friday, two Saturday. Yep, there'll be five teams. Uh, uh, walking away with with a championship, and uh, every play will be magnified, and it's some great games. So I hope everybody will get out that's in town and get over to the stadium and uh, support you know high school football. Coach, thank you. Have a great week. Hey, thanks to Farm Brothers again, and we're going to get Lance on. I'm going to talk to him here this week. Maybe okay. To get him on in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we're uh, what about one, two, three, four days, nah, eleven days away from opening day at Oakland. Yeah, and he's got four horses that I know that he's very hopeful of getting down here and uh, and running in this meet several times. So uh, we'll get him on soon and uh, talk some horse racing. Sounds good. Thanks, Coach. Have a great week. Ten days away from Oakland. Now that I do my math, we'll be Next down Friday. in Oakland pretty soon. Yeah, December 8th. We're there first day? I think so. I think that's right. i got to look at the calendar. I'm pretty sure. Uh, we got uh, all the games right here on the Buzz State Championship games starts eleven forty five Friday. Does it pregame? Okay, forty five fifteen 12, minutes before. Yeah. Okay, the Thanks. abbreviated zone then on Friday. Yes, and they do have the eight man and uh, on the radio and all the games you can watch on PBS. I'll be a part of the TV crew for a lot of those games. Also on the Buzz for some radio games. All getting started this Thursday. Hour number two next. River Valley Tractor, your leading Kubota dealer of Central Arkansas. River Valley Tractor is closer than you think. A company that cares for you is right around the corner. RiverValleyTractor.com. With five great locations to better serve you, visit River Valley Tractor in Bryant, Sherwood, Conway, Russellville, or Pine Bluff today, or find them at RiverValleyTractor.com. Work smarter, 